Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomer women who are embracing life as we grow older. And speaking of embracing life, that is just what this show is all about. As you may know, Margaret Mead coined that famous term, menopausal zest, but she may have been thinking of the term creative zest, because as we know, hormonal changes, and of course there's all these changes in family obligations, careers, other life circumstances, they come along with menopause and kind of change everything in our lives. And one of the happy changes is that our creative urges can start to grow by leaps and bounds. And that's where our guest today comes in. Catherine Lerner has a master's degree in social work, and she had a long-standing career working with geriatric patients and their families. But after years of being on call for 24-7 for various client emergencies, Catherine began shifting her focus to doing volunteer work with children, and it was this work and a few of her own hormonal shifts along the way that led her to her recently discovered passion, and now Catherine is an author of children's books. In fact, she's written and published one of my all-time favorite children's books. It is a delight, and it is called The Tale of Noodle, the Uncurly Poodle. And this one, I can promise you, will capture not only the imagination of your grandchildren, but yours as well. And currently, Catherine's busy working on two more children's books to add to her growing repertoire. So on that theme of creating stories, Catherine is going to tell us all about her own story and how she unleashed her creative urges in the years past 50. Welcome, Catherine. You know I've been anxious to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Eileen. Well, I I would like, uh, again, to kind of pick your brain because I think there's so many women out there listening uh, our age, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older, but who all have an urge that has kind of come up with menopause and, again, this this really fertile time in life because really the years past 50 can be in some of the most fertile for women. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about your own story and how you discovered that you loved writing children's books. Okay, so what I did was after I cut my practice down, which as you mentioned, I was working 24-7 on call for client emergencies. If someone fell or had to go to the ER, I would have to go so I could let the family know what was going on. So I cut that down, and then I did something I've always wanted to do, volunteered working with children. And I found I just loved it. I started off as a reading tutor, And as a reading tutor with first graders and kindergartners, I started reading a lot of children's books, and I found I just loved them. What I loved most was seeing how the kids just delighted in these books. The things they would laugh at, the questions they asked, it was just wonderful seeing how they reacted to the books. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try writing my own children's book. So I started off, you know, doing drafts of books. There's so much information out there online, and you can learn anything from YouTube videos, from going to uh, websites. You can, you don't even have to be a published author to join the Society for Children's Book Writers and, and Illustrators. And it was just a whole new world that I plunged into, and I loved it. And that's how I got started writing my own book. 
And it just brought me into a whole new world, and I wanted to learn anything I could about children's books, about writing, and there's so much information out there. And I just found I was really energized by it. And that, that's okay, how well, I got that started. And I wanted to mention, it's such a wonderful story because I think, too, in addition to, again, all the hormonal shifts and, and, and like you said, kind of having had a long-standing career that I'm sure was very rewarding in many ways, but you're ready to try something new, and this had to have brought you so much energy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just immersed myself in a whole new world. I think I was I was telling someone that the difference was I would go to a seminar and rather than it being on fall prevention or Alzheimer's disease, it was on children's <laughs> book writing, children's literature, and it just couldn't have been more different. And I think that's what I would recommend for anyone out there who wants to tap into some creativity is even if you have the slightest interest in it or thought you might have the slightest interest in it, go for it. Take a, do some volunteer work, which I know we'll be able to do again at some point, or take a class on it, watch a YouTube video, uh, join a networking group. You know that there are still networking groups online, and I kind of, I call it infiltrating, because I infiltrated the world of children's <laughs> book writing, <laughs> and they don't know. You can join all these uh, groups of people who meet and network, and it's it's just been wonderful just to, you know, Know, immerse myself in a whole new world and also I started doing a lot of reading because I love reading children's books they're so much fun to read and there are Caldecott winners which is an award given every year for the excellence in children's book the best children's book wins every year and it was just great to see how they put their books together and you know you can do so much self-teaching and uh, it's just been wonderful to learn something new and join. I call it joining a new world, which is really what I did. Oh, Catherine, I mean, that just, it inspires me because uh, sometimes, well, and especially in these days of shelter at home and quarantine and all that, what could bring you more joy than joining a new world and doing something that, that excites you and taps into something that, you know, you may have not even realized or you had to tamp down for years because you had everything else you had to do. Yeah, that is so true. And as I said, these classes that you can do online are just incredible. There are so many excellent websites for learning this. You can join uh, Children's Book Writers Institute, which has wonderful classes online. They give Right now they're having incredible deals because they know that people have limited resources. And you can take classes from these authors who are you know, very well known in the children's book area. And they, it's just wonderful. You get all their information. There is also writers' workshops online. Uh, where you can, you know, get these classes. They're just great YouTube videos. And, you know, you don't have to sit somewhere and uh, go and study. You do it all at home. So it's a really wonderful way to learn something new. Oh, gosh, Catherine. Well, you've got me inspired, I have to say. And <laughs> while we're on the topic of children's books in general, I would like to just mention I also have done some volunteer work reading with uh, second graders. I brought your book in, and I am not kidding. <laughs> the Tale of Noodle, the Uncurly Poodle. They loved it. And talk about seeing eyes light up and, you know, little aha messages because it's a, it's a wonderful story perfect illustrations, et cetera, et cetera. But you also impart some important life lessons. And I love that aspect about writing a children's book, too. 
Oh, yes. You can always, I mean, the way you can give the kids the message can be very subtle. It can be through animals, magic. You know, it has to be a very subtle message. And what I liked about it is you can really, uh, no pun intended, unleash your creativity in this area <laughs> because the more <laughs> the more outrageous, the better. You know, the tale of Noodle the Uncurly Poodle was written because I I noticed that the kids, you know, sometimes look at other kids and compare themselves or, oh, I wish I had that, I wish I did that. And I wanted them to see through this story of this little poodle who uh, wants a curly coat. He thought, oh, he'll be happy when he gets the curly coat. And this is the message I wanted them to have that really he was – perfect the way he was and there were other poodles that really wanted to be like him so you know the book has a surprise ending and i hope that that imparts this message because so many of us grow up being compared to others thinking that you know maybe our parents felt they would help us to be better people by comparing us to others and in this book through this book the kids learn that they're really perfect as they are which is the message. Yay! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is, it's a wonderful live lesson. It really is, Catherine. And again, uh, igniting your creativity, sharing these things that, of course, those of us of a certain age would love to share with youngsters. Uh, all those are wonderful aspects of writing children's books. And I am going to broach a less than wonderful aspect for a lot of people, but it's an important one. And that is the marketing aspect. So how do you get into the nuts and bolts? How do you get into self-publishing and then of course the real <laughs> difficult aspect for a lot of us is getting that book out there yeah well i want to encourage everyone to do self-publishing because kindle direct publishing which is through amazon uh, I think when you start to study children's books, you see they have so many rules. It has to be this amount of words, these, you know, certain types of sentences. But when you do uh, self-publishing, there really are no rules. And you can get your message out there, uh, you know, easily. It, there is no cost with Kindle Direct Publishing to publish it. They do take a percentage of whatever you sell, which is fine. And there's nothing like seeing your book, you know, tangibly printed. You can get it done in paperback. You can have it done as an e-book. I put mine on Kindle Unlimited, which is no charge for people who want to read it on Kindle Unlimited. And uh, it's a great way to market it. What you can do is then you have people, you know, write reviews. You ask people who have read it if they would mind writing a review. And then the reviews go up there with the book. And there are also a lot of people market on Instagram, Facebook. There are also companies uh, or just, you know, solo people who want this kind of work. They want to help you market your book. So it's great. And you can do this, you know, even being isolated now. You can still get your book out there. I was reading that that's one of the areas that really hasn't suffered as much are books because people are home. The kids are home. They want to read it to the kids. So, so that's really a great way. There's also another company called Ingram Spark, which also will self-publish your book for you. So it's really been great for me. And what I love about it is, as I said, there are no rules. You can just let loose there. So it's, it's really been a great way. Oh, Catherine, well, that has been so helpful because I think that is the part that a lot of people, you know, have uh, several concerns about. And the olden days, I, I do remember, well, I guess it's been 15, 20 years, but, you know, if you were going to self-publish a book, then you had to buy, you know, 
a thousand copies and leave them in your garage or whatever, you know. You don't have to do that anymore. No, it's all printed to order, so you don't have to put, you know, the you don't have to put the money out to get your book published and, you know, worry about a gamble, you know, is it going to sell? Is it going to sell? And also what I love about doing it on Kindle is every day you can go and you can see how many have sold, which is really kind of fun. You know, you see what's been going on with your book. And uh yeah, it's just a, it's just a great new venture that anyone can have no matter what message you want to give out there. Put your creativity to work and and give it out and put it in a book. They will also, you can also self-design your cover, so you don't have to have an artist do that. You know, children's books happen to require a lot of illustration, but any other book, you can do your own cover. They have ways for you to design it. So it's really a great way to get out there any message that you would like people to have, or even your own story, if you want to do a memoir tell something about yourself. It's a great way to do it. Oh, Catherine, well, I think you are going to get a lot of people very excited with this information. <laughs> now, you did mention, though, with a children's book, of course, there are, you know, are, uh, um, they need a lot of illustrations. And uh, Noodle is quite a dapper little dog, I have to say. <laughs> so how um, do you find an art? How do, how do you kind of approach that topic, especially if you want to write a children's book? Well, I found two wonderful websites. There's one called Upwork, which is you can get somebody. I mean, artists all over the country are available on Upwork, and you get to see their work. They can show you know they show you what they and these are really lower cost, so they're not like hiring an artist. We because illustrations, you know, each one is really like a painting. That's how they are. But it's just been great on there. There's also another. Um, Another website you can use called Thumbtack, where that's where I got the artist who did Noodle, and she was just wonderful. She's also doing another book of mine. But it's it's just wonderful because you don't have to go looking for, like, a major artist or, you know, it's and it's just great. They will work with you and talk to you about what you want. They give you a lot of input. So that's a wonderful way to do it. And there are also through the children's book writers organizations that I mentioned earlier, you can get illustrators through there. So it's a great way online to look, you know, to look online because you can see all of their work. So it's it's not as hard as one might think. Oh, Catherine, this has been so helpful. Thank you for sharing all this information. Oh, I hope so. Again, I think there's a lot of people. And then, too, there, I mean, again, I'm not trying to gloss over what's going on because uh, some people are suffering super hardships. But for a number of us, the the worst thing about this is the boredom. What a great antidote to boredom. Get your creativity going. Check out some of these websites. And then for those of us with grandkitties, and there's lots of those out there, get yourself a copy of Noodle the, uh, the Tale of Noodle the Uncurly Poodle. So give us a little bit more about that wonderful story, if you would, please. Oh, sure. Well, this is a story of a little poodle who was born without a curly coat, and it's really a journey of self-acceptance. He walks by a poodle beauty shop and sees all the beautiful curly-haired poodles in there getting their hair and nails done and just so wants to be like them. You know, he says to his owner, oh, I want a curly coat, I want a curly coat, they're all happy, I'll be happy when I get my curly coat. And what happens is he insists on her taking him to a magician, which has rather disastrous 
uh, consequences because at first it doesn't work and then it doesn't work again. And then finally, all he wants is to be back to who he was because these magicians have created such disasters. So he finally goes to the correct magician and he gets him back to being who he was. And as he's walking out of the magician's studio, he sees another poodle who he had been admiring, and she's got a gorgeous curly coat. And he said, oh, Maxine, what are you doing here? Look at your beautiful curly coat. Oh, I hate this curly coat. I can't even get a comb through it. I'm here so Wes will give me, take away all this, all this fur. And that is his uh, journey of self-acceptance where he realizes that those who he wanted to be like really wanted to be just like him. So it kind of, you know, gives the kids the, you know, the message that they're perfect as they are, which I wanted them to, to know all along. So that's, that's oh. the surprise ending and that's the message. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And I hope everyone else can tap into their creativity also. Because I wanted to also mention that when you get lost in a new world like this, something so different than you've ever done, you really have more of those peak moments that Maslow has described as those are the peak moments when you can just lose yourself in what you're doing. And, and I think starting something new can, can help to create that for you. Well, you just gave me a super peak moment, actually many of them, Catherine. <laughs> this has been a real delight. Uh, but before we have to leave, I want everybody to know where they can get. Uh, you've been so generous with your websites. Let's tell people where they can get their own copy of The Tale of Noodle the Uncurly Poodle. Thank you, Eileen. Yes, it's available on Amazon. You can just go to Amazon and type in The Tale of Noodle the Uncurly Poodle, and it will come right up. Well, and any final thoughts? You've you've been so inspiring to so many of us out there. Anything you'd like to share before we have to go? Yes, I just want everyone to take something that they may have just had a little bit of interest in but never really had time to go and pursue it, to just go online, watch a YouTube video, look it up, start infiltrating with networking, go to a networking group, because you can do any of these anonymously now, which is great. All that shows up is your picture on the screen. They don't have to know that you've never written anything, you've never done anything in keeping with what your interest is. That's why I call it infiltrating and you know just immerse yourself in the world and it'll be a, it'll be a whole new thing for you it'll be a whole new way of looking at things and i think you'll get a lot of energy from doing it well, Catherine, thank you for sharing your own energy, your creativity, of course, your writing tips, and all this really great practical information. I know our listeners out there are going to unleash their own creativity thanks to you. Uh, and oh, also, I, so. I please... <laughs> Everyone out there who uh, uh, has grandchildren or knows of any children uh, who are especially at home right now, grab a copy, check out The Tale of Noodle the Uncurly Poodle. Again, it's on Amazon. It's a wonderful story, uh, and it is it, it imparts a really important life lesson as well. It's going to bring the reader's joy and the one who is reading and the listener's uh, joy alike. So uh, I can... Thank you, Catherine, for your time. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you, I And while Thank you're you all so at much. it, don't forget to go out there and show the world just how feisty and creative a woman over 50 can be. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.